Welcome to the Fearlessly Fulfilled podcast series with Sarah Elizabeth, where women come together to feel understood, inspired, and empowered to take action towards showing up as the very best version of themselves and living the life of their dreams. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fearlessly Fulfilled podcast series. I'm your host, Sarah Elizabeth, and today you're listening to episode 13. Today, I feel really called to, and I'm really excited to share with you some tips and tools that have served me really well over my last almost 11 years in business, but also funnily enough, those same tips and tools that have now supported me in my more recent role as a stay-at-home mum. I'm so excited, in fact, that I actually haven't come up with a name for this episode. I have such a small window of time, uh, but it's something that has been running through my mind recently and that I've taken some time out to explore over the last 24 hours. And I feel really inspired to share it with you and share it with the business owners that may not be tapping into personal development so much just yet and who are maybe looking for some tips and tools, but also to really share it with the mothers who may be at home with children and feeling like their sense of structure, their sense of routine and their sense of flow and mental clarity is challenging to maintain sometimes. If you are a business owner who is like me and it just wants to soak up any inspiration, any knowledge or any learnings from fellow business owners in what can support you in maximizing your productivity and your sense of purpose and ultimately your impact as a business owner, then you are going to pick up some really great tools and tips to support you in this. If you are a woman in my circle, in my community, or your woman who follows me, I'm going to assume that you are quite ambitious and dedicated to your growth and always open to learning new ways that you can support your own growth. I'm going to assume this because this is exactly the way I am. And this is what I try to share with my followers. And so if you were one of these women, or maybe you're a mom that's at home with children, what you are going to get out of today's episode is some really, really simple and time-effective ways that you can hold on to and maintain a really strong sense of self, sense of purpose and sense of presence and clarity as a mother, as a homemaker, or as a woman who is floating between the roles of homemaker and businesswoman. So pretty much what I'm trying to say is what I'm going to share with you in this episode today, I believe is something that will support any woman, no matter where she is at in her journey. So let's go ahead and dive straight in. So when we think about the world of personal development, I remember as someone who's been a personal development junkie, I would call myself for almost as long as I can remember. I think I first started consuming personal development when I was about 18 years old. I'm now 31. I'm not great at maths, but that's a lot of years. And it absolutely has supported my evolution in the woman and the business owner and the person that I am now. And I love personal development. And while there is so many different approaches to it, the more traditional approach, the more masculine, the hustle, the do, the drive, the get in and the get it done attitude seems to be the most original and typical approach. And I do believe there is a bit of a shift happening at the moment. And it has been for some time. I've experienced this shift myself and it's more shifting into a softer and more feminine and it's exploring 
and opening up our knowledge of the way that we can still achieve and do and have all these amazing things that we've been able to treat achieve through the old way but now we get to achieve it through a place of softness and nurturing and being more heart-centered and heart-led than in our minds but when you go back and you think if you are someone who has explored the world of personal development themselves maybe you consume um, content via social media maybe you've done an online course you know maybe you follow someone like Tony Robbins who is absolutely outstanding at what he does but it's very very focused on on productivity and getting things done and it's about the hustle and the go 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 and so I find something that I used to try and achieve a lot myself when I was consuming personal development in that sense and from that point of view was it was all about maximizing your productivity right? And who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to get more done in less time? And so over the years, I have listened to many people speak about this. I've I've done courses, I've been to seminars, and you know, there's always such a big chunk of those dedicated to the importance of being able to maximize your productivity. And I think getting more out of our time is something that all of us want, right? Because time, it is the most valuable commodity there is. However, when you're stuck in that hustle and that go, go, go cycle, it's like you can maximize your productivity and get more done in less time. But then what do you end up doing with the time that you have left, the time that you've spared yourself? Because you are stuck in that cycle and that hamster wheel of go, go, go and get it done and hustle and work and grind, you're just going to put more work in there, right? So as much as that isn't, aligned for me now in the place that I'm at and the way that I have learned to show up in my life, in my relationships and in my business and where I now really, really appreciate the power and what's possible in actually slowing down. Those lessons of being able to maximize productivity are something that has stayed with me. And whereas in the past, they served me as a business owner who was trying to fit in as many clients as I could, fit in as many hours in the day as I could, who was trying to scrape together as much time as possible for my work and for my business and my clients, but never for myself. Well, that served me fantastically then. This lesson is actually still, I realized recently, it is still serving me now, but it's serving me as someone who is coming from a totally different place. So I needed it back then as the hustler and the grinder and the business owner. And to be completely honest, I feel I actually probably need it more now as a mother, as a homemaker who is mostly at home. I need it for different reasons, but I actually think I need it more. And the reason I need the lessons, the learnings, the tips and the things that I have learned and then formed my own versions of over the years to serve me and the reason why I've been able to hone in on it and really and really fine-tune it and have it down to an art is because what these tools, these tips, these resources give me now as a full-time mother is my mental clarity. They give me mental space and they give me the gift of presence with my child. 
because although it's not my priority now to maximize my productivity, there's still a lot of, believe me, there is so still so much I want to get done and need to get done in every single day. But if there's one thing I value more than my productivity now, after becoming a mom, it is that I value my mental clarity and I value my ability to be present. Without these lessons learned in my years of personal development prior to becoming a mom and without putting my own spin and creating my own tools to support me in this, I would not have the amazing gift of being able to be present with my daughter or having the ability to notice when I'm not being present and being able to pull myself back into a place of clarity and presence. And you might be listening to this and asking yourself, like, how does it, you know, maximizing your productivity, how does that actually help you be present mother? You know, they seem like they're at two totally in different ends of the scale. And I get that. And that's why I want to speak about this today, because it seems so ironic that they could actually be so closely tied in together. But the reason why these things support me in being a present and attentive and nurturing mother is because when I'm constantly thinking of what is on my to-do list, I'm not able to be present. I'm not able to be calm, right? We all, we've all been there. If you're a parent or even if you're not a parent and you're listening to this as a woman who has a career but is then coming home to your partner and you're having needs outside of your work and you're finding it hard to transition between the two, without that mental clarity and that ability to be present, like when that person, whether it's your child, your partner, someone else in your family, like when they're wanting something from you, and they're wanting your attention to look at this drawing they've done, or they want you to kick the ball, but you're constantly thinking of all the things that you have to do outside of your responsibility in the home. It's really hard to give them that attention and that time and that presence without feeling. In a lot of cases, we show it and it shows up as being snappy, lacking patience. You know, I hear a lot of mums and parents speak about like just feeling like they're flying off the handle. Like it's really easy to do that. Even if you're not actually showing that, you're feeling it internally, you're feeling that resentment that you've got so much going on in your own head that you're trying to compartmentalize all while this small person or this person at home is asking for your attention in something that seems so trivial in that moment. So in a moment, what I'm going to do is share with you two very, very simple tools that have supported me in being able to maintain my sense of clarity and presence as a business owner, as a mother, as a partner and in all the roles that I feel in my life at the moment. Before I do this, I just want to speak a little bit about the experience um, that has led me here and that has made me feel like it's so, so important to share this with you all. And that is I um, recently, yesterday, actually, I attended a, um, a co-working day for business owners, for women in business, hosted by a fellow coach. And ultimately, it was a networking opportunity. Now, Networking is something I have committed to investing more time into, obviously, other than for the purpose of connection and relating to other women and coming together with like-minded women who are doing similar things or who are also really passionate about having a great impact. Part of the reason for me wanting to invest more time into this is so that I'm forced to become more comfortable with sharing about myself and what I do, which I know sounds hilarious considering I'm sitting here recording a podcast episode and over the last 12 months I've been hosting, you know, live events, speaking to women. But 
I feel it's very much one thing to share what you've learned and share your experiences than it is to just simply speak about yourself or summarize yourself and your life to people that have no idea who you are, right? Because most people that come to an event with me or work with me one-on-one or listen to my podcast, they either know me personally or they have listened to some of my content before attending an event. So I I'm never really introducing myself to them from scratch, if that makes sense. And it's something that actually makes me really uncomfortable. And so in true Sarah fashion and wanting to stretch my comfort zone and do the things that scare me and make me uncomfortable, um, that's something I've committed to is saying yes to more opportunities that require for me to do that. Reason being is I find that I tend to share parts of what I do or I'll take what I think the person I'm sharing with might be comfortable and I just share the little parts And so my commitment to myself is now sharing all of who I am and all of what I do. You may have noticed recently I've been trying to show up more regular on social media. This has been something I have been intending to do for quite some time now, but have just never found a way to do it that felt aligned. And I realized recently in in all the work that I've done this year, that's me trying to hide and hide the parts of me, you know, like just show up as the business owner or just show up as the coach or just show up as the mum and actually not giving myself it's not even about not giving myself credit, but actually hiding away the parts of me that are like, hey, I'm doing all these things and they're actually flowing really well. And so at this event yesterday, what I had to do was share, this is who I am. I'm a mother. I have a two-year-old daughter. I have these businesses. I have a podcast. I'm working on a new business venture, like all of the things. And that was fine. Um, it was a beautiful day. There was, you know, lovely women there. It was an amazing opportunity. And when we were chatting later on, a couple of the women, we were talking about our kids as women do. And it just came up in conversation that my daughter was in care a day and a half a week. And a couple of the women there were so super surprised. And one of them actually said to me, oh, wow. So you're doing all of this and your daughter is with you most of the time. And I was like, yeah, she is. And she was like that is pretty amazing. And again, in true Sarah fashion, I just wanted to kind of laugh it off or just brush it off because I'm not great at taking compliments, but I just sat in it and I felt what she was saying. And I just said, thank you. And then I shared a little bit about like what that's looked like for me and how I've been able to do that. And the things that have really supported me in that. And what I actually found myself speaking about was something I uh, work with my one-on-one clients a lot around, but I shared like a big part of that for me has been putting boundaries in place, boundaries for myself, boundaries for my employees. And the other part of that has been, and has been challenging. And it has taken me, like I was almost two, it's taken me this long to feel like I've gotten to that place, but it's been really about learning how to manage my time and not to try and do all the things and, and how to be present in what I'm doing when I'm doing it. And often this means that I'm not able to be the really responsive friend that I would love to be because if I'm committed myself to being in the working zone, then I'm not responding. You know, my phone's often on flight mode and I'm not responding to calls or messages. It means I may not be able to be the always contactable boss that I've always been because sometimes I'm in really important meetings. Again, the phone's on flight mode um, or it's switched off or maybe I'm calling into the salon. I can't stay as long as I would like because I need to get home and then put this other hat on where I'm the mother. And again, that's where the boundaries come into place. And so this conversation yesterday opened up, like I feel like this had already been on my mind, but it's opened up this whole train of thought for me and a really beautiful compliment that I allowed myself to receive. 
this needs to be a whole nother episode speaking about this because the gravity and the power of what somebody sees or observes in you and wants to share with you is so much more when you allow yourself to feel it and be in it and accept it. I've always been someone to brush these things off and I know so, so many of us are, but the really beautiful thing about that was actually being able to sit for a moment and be like, yeah, thank you. I have done all of that. I am doing all of that. And it has been challenging, but here we are. And I think that in itself is really powerful. And I also had a similar conversation with a girlfriend a couple of weeks ago where I sent her a text and just said, you know, I hope that you know how incredible you are. Like all of these things that you have done, that you have achieved, you're raising children. And I just knew that she was so in it. Her and I are quite alike. And so this is probably how I really knew, but she was just so in it and doing it. And I'm like, she has no idea how amazing she is. And and then it went on to us having this conversation around like when you're in it and you're just doing it and you're living it. And I think especially when life is busy, you don't actually realize how much you're doing and how much you're achieving. And so although it's a little bit off topic, if you see someone, another woman who, or, or a male, it doesn't matter who, and you think like, wow, they're doing a great job. They're doing amazing. Please point it out to them because they may very well have no idea or they may be someone who is so hard on themselves or who is struggling to wear all the hats or do all the things or wear the one hat and do the one thing. And just hearing it from someone else can be the invitation that they need to actually take a step back and look at it from the outside and be like, hey, I am doing a pretty good job, aren't I? So I just really wanted to share that with you just so you understand where the inspiration from this episode has come from and that it is something that is is close to my heart. And so following on from that conversation just yesterday, I've really, really been thinking more about like, okay, well, how have I been able to wear all these hats and how have I learned transitions myself so beautifully, I feel. And and I know that this won't be forever because nothing is, right? So I'm just lapping it up at the moment while it's somewhat simple and I feel like I've got a hold on it all. You know, how have I been able to just transition between all the things and just have such a nice flow at the moment. And so if you're someone yourself, who's like, right, I need flow. I need to be able to transition. I need to be able to do the things and feel like I've got a handle on it all. And I want to be a present and mentally clear and patient mother or business owner or partner on top of my huge to-do list. Then I'm going to share with you now two things that you can implement as of tomorrow that are going to serve you in this. The first one being, now, if you've ever worked with me personally, you've attended an event, maybe even if you've listened to another podcast, you've heard me speak about my to-do list. So this is a list that I use for every single day, whether I'm working, whether I'm at mumming, whether it's the weekend, sometimes often don't do it of a Sunday because that's just a chill day, but I have a list. The top of that list goes the name of the day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. On that list, I write everything I would like to achieve for the day. And I don't just mean tangible things or things that you would define as being productive. Like, I mean, I write things like, so an example of one of my lists, I'm going to grab one right now because I have them everywhere. Okay. So I have one here. So they might say finalize newsletter, transfer registration, IPL clients, confirm pricing, dry cleaners invoice, send an email, send pay slips, vacuum, do washing, get shipping price for barber chairs, go for a walk, bake zucchini slice, do the groceries. 
So this is one of hundreds. I have notebooks everywhere. This is one of hundreds of lists. I do one all the time. Then I have a little section that is for optional tasks. So if there's something that I don't necessarily know I need to get done, but I would maybe like to, I might write on there, massage, read for 30 minutes, pay such and such invoice. Maybe it's not due that day, or maybe it doesn't need to be done that day, but I'm like, oh, you know what? If I got to it and I had time, it would be amazing to get it done today. And so what that does is getting all of those things, a bit of a brain dump on paper. I tend to like to do it the evening before. So if it's ever a Tuesday, I'll do it on the Monday night. And then I get everything down because I find you're always thinking about what you want to do the next day, the night before, all the things, you know, often that you didn't get done. You don't have a list of popping into your mind. I write them all down. The next morning I'll sit down before starting my day and I'll add to it. I keep that book with me all day. It comes with me in the car. It goes with me to the salon. It sits on the kitchen bench and I add to it through the day because things do pop up. And so what happens is if I am in the car and I'm in town and I've done the job that needs for me to be in town or maybe I was at care and I'm like, okay. Uh, and so rather than sitting there and thinking about what do, else do I have to do today and then not being able to remember or sitting there forever trying to remember and wasting time, I can just pull that list out. And I'm like, oh, I also said that today that I needed to get the groceries. I'm going to do that while I'm here. So what that does is create so much mental space for you because instead of sitting and trying to remember and wondering and thinking, you have it all there in front of you. I find this list actually so, so valuable on days when I'm just having a day at home with Isla on a day where I'm not necessarily working. I will write things like bake, play with Isla, go for a walk, sit outside for 30 minutes. And on a day where I would maybe otherwise get to that evening and think, oh, I really haven't done much today. I can look at it and go, no, actually I did all of these things and I didn't just do them, but I chose them. I chose them. I wrote them down. I committed to them and I did them. So it very much has a very strong sense of intention about it. I actually have a PDF for this um, that I had my amazing VA, Jesse create. Uh, and it is a, it's called the daily intention list. So this is something I often share um, with people in my level up program with my one-on-one clients. If you would like a copy of it for yourself, uh, feel free to shoot me a, uh, an email or a DM and I can have that sent out to you. Uh, but it's just a template to create this list for yourself. So if this is not something you are doing, please start, give it a week. I promise it will change your life. And if you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, am I listening to a podcast episode just so Sarah can tell me to write a bloody to-do list? Like, yes, you are. And it's going to rock your world. I actually, over the last week, what am I today? Wednesday, Monday and Tuesday this week, I didn't write my list. I had a partly busy weekend uh, Monday rolled around far too quick for me. I had lots on. We're going away. Uh, we're off to Queensland next week. I had just lots of different things. I'm wearing lots of hats this week, more than usual. And I just felt like I had to get in and go. So I didn't write my list. I felt like my brain was fried and I felt like I achieved nothing on Monday and Tuesday. I didn't achieve so, so much. And I know that, but my sense of my sense of that is very, very much diluted because I didn't have this list to keep me on purpose. And I felt like I wasted a lot of mental energy thinking about what needed to be done next. So add that to your list. If you are a business owner, if you are a mother, if you are a woman who values your time, you want to start doing your to-do list or contact me for my template of my daily intention list. It will change your life. And like I said, this is something that served me incredibly. 
I probably didn't actually do it enough in my business because my day was very much scheduled with clients and I knew what windows of time I had. Um, but it was valuable to me back then. It is so much more valuable to me now in keeping me on purpose. And it felt like a really great time to speak into the importance of that again after realizing it myself. This is something I've taken for granted. I've been doing it for so, so, so long and it serves me so well. And literally all it's taken is for me to not do it for two days and feel like I was off my rocker to realize how incredibly powerful it is. Now, the next thing you want to be doing, and this is like kind of taking it a step further, but, yeah, and I don't always do this. This is something I do when I know that I have a lot on or a lot happening or a lot that I need to think about and a lot of different hats is time blocking. Now, time blocking, this is not necessarily something I've picked up from someone else. It's just something I've um, tuned into and realized that is very, very valuable for me. And I'm very certain I'm not the only person that utilizes it, but my version of this gives me what I like to think of as four separate days within my day. So I block the time out. I have a, um, I actually don't have a PDF for this. I've been printing off a, um, a little table on the Word document. Uh, and I was only thinking this morning, I need to send this off to Jesse and have him do a beautiful template up for this so I can share this with my one-on-one clients. Um, basically, I have a a chart where I have the days of the week. So Monday through Friday, or if it's for a shorter period, I'll just do that period. So it's really potent. So say I've got, I know I just need to get from Wednesday to Monday and be really, really on purpose and really intentional. I would just do those days. I then have four blocks of time. Now you do it in whatever works for you. I have 9am till noon, three hours. I then have from one till three so I have from 12 to 3, 12 to 1 as switch off time, break. I'm not committed to anything. I then have from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., which is two hours. I then do a three-hour block from 3 to 6 p.m. and a three-hour block from 6 to 9 p.m. I write these down the side of the chart and then I fill in those blocks of time. Now, what doing this has gifted me is the ability to break my day very intentionally into four sections. So to give you an idea, uh, for me tomorrow, my day will look like being a Thursday morning. I usually try not to do, I, I won't say anything because I always end up doing something. I try not to do too much that is work-related and that's my day to have a slow morning with or a day with Isla um, and not have any work commitments as such. So my block tomorrow from 9am till noon is time with Isla, a walk. I will prep some dinner. We may do some cooking and having capital letters play with a love heart. So it is that is the first part of my day. From one till three, it's going to look like finalizing some packing, writing a list of what else I need to put in, what I need to organize. From three o'clock to six o'clock, now, normally this would be as tomorrow, like I said, tomorrow is a day where I don't try and do a lot of work-related stuff, but from three to six, there might be a few work-related tasks or there might be some housework. From six till nine, again, depends on the evening. I have a couple of nights a week where uh, Zach and I will work in the office. Um, other nights I won't, I purposely won't step foot in there and won't have anything to do. So it will be just time of being very present um, and taking care of things at home. And so by doing that, every day I have the ability to split everything, I have the ability to pop all the similar tasks or the tasks that require me to be in one frame of mind or wear a specific hat into one part of the day. And it allows me to flow really beautifully between. It also helps me be really aware of the time that I do have. So on Friday, for instance, around midday, I'm heading to 
to Hobart. So what that looks like is Hobart with a line down, you know, for the rest of the day, because I'm not going to be home until Sunday. So that's marked out. But what that leaves is an empty box from 9am till noon, where I'm able to look at it, say tomorrow or this evening and go, oh, okay, I have a block of time there Friday morning, and then be really intentional about what I choose to put there. So do I want that to just be one-on-one time of presence and play with Isla? Do I have work that I need to get done that I want to prioritize in that time? So it makes me really aware of where my gaps are and being able to utilize them in the way that I choose. I also find this really helpful for people who, if you are like me and don't always transition well between the roles, I'm amazing at it now. I think it's a case of having to be, but I never used to be. So say the shift for me oftentimes from being um, a boss a business owner, a manager, you know, at work all day with clients, um, having staff to give direction to and training and learning, and then coming home to be a partner, I would often find that transition difficult. And I'd find I was coming home and I was bossing Zach around like he was a worker. And um, I wasn't in the early days, I wasn't even always conscious of it. Then I became conscious of it. But what I had to do was teach myself and pick up why why it was happening and then learn a way to soften that transition. And this is really helpful in that instance that transitions can be difficult. So it helps you be really clear. Like you can look at that. It gets to, you know, three o'clock and you can look and go, okay, time's over of doing the work commitments. What role am I in now? That's right. I'm a mum now. And again, it's all about maximizing the presence, taking the thinking out of it giving you mental clarity, creating space. Like, isn't that what we all want in our minds? All of us, just the space to not have to be thinking about the next thing all the time. So it's going to gift you the mental space and then it's going to give you the ability to be really, really utterly and completely present in whatever it is that you are doing without feeling that you have to stop what you're doing and go on to the next thing or, you know, give every distraction your attention because you don't know when you're going to get to it otherwise because you've got a very clear plan of when you're going to get to it. Now, I'm very aware that I have whipped through this really quite quickly. Um, Like I said, I had a small window of time. I wanted it to be really short, really potent and really, really helpful. I know if you're like me and you're very visual, me just whipping through um, the explanation of my time blocking example is probably overwhelming. Like I said, I'm literally going to jump off this podcast. I'm going to ask amazing assistant Jesse to put together a PDF of this. If you would like to see it or you would like to utilize it for yourself, please let me know. I'm more than happy to share it with you. These things like I said, that daily intention list and the time blocking is absolutely life-changing. So if you would like to utilize it yourself, please do so. Please commit to at least a week. Um, If you're totally new to this and it's not something that you've done before, but you're keen to give it a go, I would recommend you start with the daily intention list, get a really good handle on that and really understand the power and, and the ways in which that is going to support you. And then if you find you want to fine-tune it even more and really maximize your mental space, mental clarity, and ability to be present to an even further extent, then implement the time blocking. I believe in this so, so strongly already just for the fact of how I know it has supported me. It's been such an honor and such a pleasure and so heartwarming to see these things that I'm doing in my everyday life, then how they have gone on to support my one-on-one clients and the girls um, in my courses and in my programs in saying that it never gets old. So please share with me um, how it has supported you and the changes that you've noticed. 
And yeah, like I said, this is about so much more than maximizing productivity. And at the end of the day, it is still so much more than maximizing mental space, mental clarity, and the ability to be present. Because the reality of it is, is when we have mental space, when we're really, really clear, and when we have the ability to be present, that is when we feel that really strong sense of fulfillment. That's when we feel like the best version of ourselves. And that's when we're able to be the partner, the wife, the mother, the business owner, the woman that we desire to be. And the woman that we all know is hiding there within, but she's so overwhelmed with all the things to do and taking care of everybody else that it just gets a little bit diffused over time. And she just gets a little bit lost. And that is what I'm so passionate about is bringing that woman back to life and allowing her to step out and be like, hey, it's me, here I am, and I'm ready to live my damn life the way that I choose. So if that's you and you are ready to do life on your terms and be the woman that is vibrant, that is energetic, that is all over her crap, then you want to give these two things a go. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you've kept up with me. I'm speaking 100 miles an hour. I'm so, so passionate about this. Um, And I can't wait for you to experience the power of it in your own lives. Until next time, keep being amazing. Stay grounded in your power. And thank you again for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to receive support, and inspiration on your journey to becoming and embracing your best self, I invite you to connect with me on Facebook at Sarah Elizabeth Coaching. Proximity is power, and I would love to have you in my circle of ambitious women who are ready to take life to the next level. Until next time, stay grounded in your power.